0: Mom, I know that I was born in New York.
2: Oh, Hank, I'm so, so sorry. I wanted to say something, but I didn't want to hurt you.
0: Don't pretend you were looking out for me. You were looking out for you. You and your romantic getaway to the big, rotten apple. Wait, it was his idea to go to New York? What? What? Well, then, one of you is not telling the truth. Well, if I was adopted, that means my real dad could be anybody. Hey, maybe even Tom Landry. I do have his strong chin and love for the flex defense. I wonder if I would have called him dad or coach. Ah, who am I kidding? It would have been, sir. The only thing else I got to say is.
1: How about them, Cowboys? How about them, Cowboys, indeed. It was a win the Cowboys needed, and it's a win they got. At New York, 21-6 over the Giants. We've got Father John Mishota standing by to join us live to discuss it all on this episode of About Them Cowboys. I'm Kent Garrison, producing and welcoming in to the best of the best when it comes to breaking down all things Dallas Cowboys to join John. It's full-time Stars Rider. And a part-time Cowboys podcaster here at The Athletic, Saad Youssef. And it is uh, Kevin KT Turner of the Eagle and Sports and Such. Off the air right now, but subscribe. Sportsandsuch.com. In the hosting chair. Lots to get to with this one, KT. Take it away.
3: Well, Father John, we'll start with you since you're live on the scene at MetLife. Another weird one. The big story, let's not overlook it. The big story... The defense handled up on another uh, team again. A bad team, but the defense handled up. And I think still some of the questions at the offense remain. Other than that, I'm not sure what you could say about that game. And I would like to see what you would say about that game.
2: Oh, that's fair. I mean, the takeaways is is crazy because you just keep thinking like, like this can't keep happening, right? Like eventually they're going to have to have a game where maybe they only have one or they don't have any takeaways. But the fact that they get four again. Like, I don't care how bad the team is that you're playing. Like, that blows me away. Like, granted, we we can get into the offense and it looked terrible, or I don't want to say terrible. That's probably too strong. Uh, Considering the opponent, it didn't look great and reminded me a lot of the previous week against Washington, uh, all the way down to that sack of of Dak Prescott there where he lost the ball uh, late in the fourth quarter and made you kind of think, oh, wow, is this going to be the Washington game all over again? Uh, But hey, the Giants aren't that talented that Jake Fromm in there, you know, I mean, they're just not that type of a team that we're going to probably win this game anyway, but because the turnovers stands out to me because I don't care who you're playing. Like that's impressive to be able to keep doing this week after week. And then the other big thing is just, Seems to be a different player all the time. League Hooker's getting involved. Obviously, there's the constants. You have your Micah's getting involved and your Trayvon Diggs, you know, Gregory and, and Lawrence and stuff like that. But you're getting other guys involved too, where it's it, you feel like it's almost contagious. So you watch that and you're sitting there going, well, this offense isn't. I know, I know what people are, are saying when they watch these Cowboys teams. They're saying, I watch this offense and I'm like, this offense isn't going to score points against Tampa Bay, Green Bay, whoever you're going to play in the playoffs. And as of right now, you're right but this defense is good enough now to keep them in games. And I do think for some reason, I just believe this offense was going to start clicking when they play a few more games, maybe when they get some better competition, they're in a position where this is kind of a, if, they, if you're going to have a problem, this is a problem that, that you're fine with having. Cause I, I feel like they're going to eventually figure this thing out. I don't know that it's going to be the high flying offense that goes back to being number one in the league, but the more time you keep getting for yourself to keep kind of trying to get it back on track and that the better change you have, as long as these guys are healthy playing together, I think they ultimately will figure it out, get some continuity on the offensive line, but the defense, this is just a defense that we have not seen in the last beyond the last decade that takes the ball away consistently. That's got to give you some hope.
3: Yeah, So where are you at on this?
4: Uh, I, I just, I just kind of see it as kind of similar to the Washington game in some way, in terms of like just the overall vibe of it. Like, you got a division. You got a division win on the road. Like I, you, you know, you don't apologize for that, but it's not really impressive. And you know, it took a little bit of it, it took a little bit of the Giants kind of like handing the game to you. You know, whether it was the uh, whether it was the early turner, turnover that led to Zeke's touchdown run, or you know, the decision to go for it on fourth and one that then led to the touchdown to Dalton Schultz. Like I think both of those plays, like both of those sequences, like if those don't happen, like if you take the and now, you know, it's unfair to the Cowboys to just take that out like you can't like they for Demarcus Lawrence and Jordan Lewis forced that interception and and you know the Cowboys stopped him on fourth and one but uh, but yeah I mean like you know like offensively they didn't really muster too much into that and then uh, and you know I know we've been kind of hinting at it quietly uh, at some points with just the Dak cold weather thing but John I mean maybe you can speak to this like With Greg Zerline and and his misses, like just was weather a pretty big factor today for them?
2: Yeah, Wind is certainly was a was a factor in this game. I mean, he missed both of them going the same exact direction. The the issue you have there is it's like this isn't a first-time thing. You know, like there's there's been a problem with the extra points not every week, but enough that Mm. times throughout the season that gives you concern. Uh, after the game, Mike McCarthy was very quick to point to the first one being because of the wind. Uh, Greg Zerline after the game, uh, noted as much. So that's a factor there. McCarthy said that he thinks it was a factor on some of Dak's throws as well. Again, those are that that's fine. That it is it is what it is. I mean, yeah, it was windy out. I can see that being a factor. It, it, I, I guess as as much <laughs> as this did look like the Washington game the thing that I, that I take away from it is it was hard for me to sit there and watch the game and then also not check back and see what Arizona was doing. And the reason I say that is because that lions team to me is the worst team in the NFL. Like not only were they probably the worst team coming in, but they've had a a ton of injuries too. Like I, that lions team is worse than the giants. And I know the Cardinals didn't have Deandre Hopkins, but they laid that, they lay that egg and and it just kind of reminds you just like, you know, any, just take the win, get whatever win you can get, and and keep moving. And I think that's kind of where they're at right now. I, I just feel like if this team can stay healthy, if, if if they can keep this going along, you know, don't have any big time COVID outbreaks. Hey, let let the offense kind of figure itself out. I, I think it gets there. I think there's enough time uh, over these next three weeks where they can they can kind of get that going again, going into the playoffs.
3: I, I do too, and I actually thought. And the numbers are not gonna are are not gonna reflect that, but I did feel like early on there was more of a push in the running game. Um, again, overall four point two yards per carry. Um, Zeke had sixteen carries for fifty two yards. Tony Pollard twelve carries for seventy four yards, averaging six yards a carry. But I felt like in the first half at least there was a little more push up front, and they were in more manageable uh, posi- positions early on. Just once they got to the red zone, the red zone troubles came back again. But I did feel, and I don't know if I can say without, you know, watching the tape right now, I don't think you can just say it's because they put Carl, uh, Connor Williams in, you know, but I did. I no, did the, red like been,
2: the red zone has been an issue on the road all season. It's not. just, oh, yeah, it's just yeah. not right now. they are running, that's all but running
3: the ball. Did you feel like there was a little more push early on?
2: I did. I did. And I, I do think, which is, this is really strange to say because I didn't believe it at first, but. Maybe Zeke can get closer to being right while playing. Like, I didn't think that that was a possibility. I thought it was just going to, what we saw two, three weeks ago was going to be the same, if not worse going forward. But now that he's got this knee brace in the last two weeks, like I actually thought that he looked a lot better today than he has been the last few weeks. I agree. And yeah. that kind of surprised, that, that surprised me.
3: Absolutely. I, I still think when you watch him run though, Every time T- Tony Pollard touches the ball, there's a little more edge of your seat than when Zeke does. And Zeke had a big touchdown run, and we know the pass protection, and we talk about it all the time. I, I just thought, I thought it was good to see him run the ball a little bit better today. Uh, so the, Dak was a little more mobile, too, you know, rolling out and things like that. The one thing that really jumped out at me was the lack of feel, especially on the play when, you're again, you're just trying to close out a game. Uh, and then the fumble, you know, well, let's talk about that end.
2: one. Let's talk about that for a second. Cause that is an interesting play because yeah. there's part of me where I, I see that. I'm like, yeah, we look at it. And even the Washington game, you could say the same thing about that interception where it's like, we see this score is like, yeah, this game's over whatever, but it kind of makes you feel like almost like they want to kind of, Hey, we can take care of this team. Let's try and work out some of the kinks in this offense a little bit. Let's try and, you know, maybe because Dak said after the game today on, on that particular play that he was looking on a deep shot. And so he, instead of taking, I think it was to CD lamb. So instead of taking Michael Gallup on a shorter route, he was waiting on CD lamb there and to try and hit the big play. And I, and, and that's because they haven't really hit any big plays. So it was almost like, I felt like they wanted to get out of here with like, some good vibes almost like let's hit on one of these big plays and we'll have some good momentum going into the next game I don't know that that's the right way or the wrong way to go about things That's just what I felt from afar watching it
4: yeah I think that's I I do think that's probably something that they would never admit uh right. obviously publicly but but I think that's something that all teams kind of do and then you know you kind of and when your offense is stuck in the way that it is, you want it to get going against a team like the Giants or you know Washington the way that they got up twenty four nothing on that team. I think that's possible, but I just think that Dax like and you know you factor in the win. and look CD for whatever reason I like I'm not saying Dax throws were perfect, but I, CD I, I think has to be a little bit more fundamental with some of the ways that he's trying to catch these footballs. Yeah. Like I, I think he's getting a little too. Uh, fancy with the one hand and and you know just things like that. Like I felt like there was a couple of passes. Uh, the one and, and, and hey maybe the sun was in his eyes. I know that was that was like a conversation piece too. But like you know early on in the game, uh, a couple of passes where I just felt like you know if you just focus on you know you talk about not looking to run before you catch the ball, like you just focus on catching the ball. Um, we saw that pass that Michael Gallup caught over the middle. Um, you know it, it, that's the kind of play where. You know, it wasn't a perfect ball by Dak, but Gallup really helped him out by, you know, making a nice catch. And I feel like CD can kind of do something like that too.
3: Yeah. Can I ask this, uh, John? John, like they win the toss and then they elect to receive. And I know they've been doing that a little bit more often than not. It was win,
2: it was win related. It was for win to related. have the win. Okay. Yeah, it was to have to win in the fourth quarter. Yeah.
3: Okay, that makes sense then. I just couldn't help but think every time that happened with Garrett, Garrett would get crucified for it on <laughs> right. Twitter or something. And I was like, I wish I could let this slide. But, yeah, it, it, it just makes sense that it would be win-related. You know, the, the game, it's like a, it's another Dalton Schultz game, right? Dalton Schultz back in action, eight catches, 67 yards. Um, he got the most uh, most amount of catches. He was targeted eight times, caught them all. CD led the team in targets with nine. Uh, but there's kind of what we were talking about last week. Where are some of the easy throws? And I thought some of the easy throws were there. In the first half, I think the, the difference in this game not being 35 or f- 38 points is red zone issues. Um, and I'm not saying the offense is world beaters. The offense was not great. There's a lot of ugly things that, that kind of happened. But uh, overall, maybe convert convert the red zone a couple times and the game's even more of a blowout than it, than it uh, even was.
2: Yeah, the CD thing. He admitted after the game that, you know, he played poorly, talked about having three drops. I mean, he wasn't making any excuse for himself. The worst being that the one that hit him in both hands so coming across the middle there, that would have been a huge yeah, gain. Yeah. Who knows how yeah. different things are if, if he makes that one right there? That's that, that was probably the biggest one where I was just like, what's going on here? And, and it also not, now what's going on here? Like, this is new. It's like, what's going on here? We've seen this now for the last several weeks, which again goes to the point of, yeah, Dak certainly needs to be better, but these receivers need to be playing better as well. You know, the running game needs to be better. It obviously, uh, showed signs that it was getting better today. We'll see if that, how that tracks next week, but, uh, the offensive line continue, there's just so many levels to it. It's easy to point to Dak and he's getting the big money. And I understand that everyone's going to point to him and obviously he's not playing his best ball right now, but it just, it's not like he is just like, you know, you hear people talk about like, uh, uh, an athlete having like the yips or something like that. And they just can't complete like simple throws and stuff like that. I don't see that when I'm watching Dak Prescott play football.
3: Yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't either. I don't either. Not at all. I see. I just see everything just, just being a little bit off. And uh, I thought better than last week, right? I mean, much better than last week.
4: Yeah, I thought he looked better than last week.
3: How much do you take into account though? Just we get a lot of bad co- competition. I mean, I know you mentioned the Lions and Cardinals, but they really have been served up on a platter. A lot of bad teams. Um, I guess it's kind of out of their control, though. I mean, if you, you play who's on the schedule and all that. I don't know. I was thinking about I wonder,
2: though, they'll, they'll, you want to talk about, Saad mentioned earlier, things that you'll never you'll never admit to. I wonder how much the offense, like, you think about, like, some of these games they've played, like, look just awful in. Like, how many of them going in that they just were clearly like, yeah, we're way better than this defense? Because when I say that, I think of this week. I think of last week. I think of the Denver game. Like, yeah. there's just a part of me that thinks, like, like, well, you'd think Arizona because they're, they should be a playoff team. Part of me is like, just cause you're seeing this right now, like it's not that crazy to think like all of a sudden they play a team in the playoffs, like a Tampa Bay, like green Bay. And all of a sudden these incomplete passes that are hitting guys in the hands or sailing over a guy's head or a guy doesn't write, everyone's locked in just a little bit more. And it's just like little fine details where, cause they know, Hey, if these aren't locked in, we go home today, season's over. Whereas like, you know, today eh, we'll, we'll get it done. We'll get this. We got plenty of time to get this rolling. And then here's the other one. You're in, you're in this division that you just have known all season from probably going back to week three. Well, we know we're going to the playoffs cause we're in this division, you know?
4: Like I, I, I was, I was like, I, 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 don't know if I was surprised, but it just made me laugh what Demarcus Lawrence said today. Like after the game, he was like, look we're going to the playoffs. I know it. You know it. It it It's just like it was so matter of fact. And I'm like, man, like he's not lying. Like it's it's true. But you're right. Like they've kind of known it all year. And then here they sit right now. And, you know, whatever they are, I mean, they're they're 10 and four and and the next two teams are six and seven. And Demarcus Lawrence is just like, you know, we're going to the playoffs like this is not about that. So I think that's right.
2: No, and and believe me, professional athletes, I I understand people listening to this are going to say things like, well, they shouldn't be like that. You know, they should be up for every – I get that. I'm just putting out the human nature side of things that, like, it's not that crazy to think that that's some of the mindset and some of the reason that, you know, things that we have used to see them do well have been sloppy for several weeks now.
3: No, absolutely has. And also, you go back, though, to defense. We talked so much about getting DeMarcus Lawrence back getting Randy Gregory back. But also, I think one thing that I might have glossed over, at least in my head, was how that would in turn make guys like Dorrance Armstrong a little bit better. You know, like, he had a couple big plays today, and obviously DeMarcus Lawrence causing the turnover, that first turnover and the Jordan Lewis interception by hitting Mike Glennon. I still think that's a thing, like, even if the offense doesn't get it all rounded up into shape, there's enough... There's enough on that pass rush to go beat someone in the playoffs. And by someone, and, I mean may, maybe everyone.
2: Well, and then and to your point there, that also needs to bring this up here. <laughs> With the way that they play run defense, it just further goes, and then the players you mentioned up front, further goes to, this team needs to get leads, so the other team has to pass. Because if the other team has to play catch-up, you're in a great spot because this team is clearly better on defense. When they're playing the pass, whether it be intercepting yeah. passes, taking the ball away or the pass rush. If you get a team that gets, let's say, like an early, lead, let's just go hypothetically, they play Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay and they, you know, Tampa, like especially Tom Brady in the playoffs. Like he can be real, real like conservative early on. And if they're running the ball well, Leonard Fournette. let's say they get like an early, like 14, nothing lead. That's awful for this this Cowboys defense. You do not want that. You want to come out the gates, get a score in the first drive. Let's say get a seven nothing lead, force them to start throwing. Now, of course, it's Tom Brady, so it's not necessarily that he's gonna. You know, maybe you get him, force him in to have a game like he did in Green Bay last year. But that, to me, is far more the recipe than having a team that sits there and they're running the ball well, and you're just sitting there and you're you're getting gashed, and not even for the big plays, but just constant five yards, four yards, seven yards four yards, 10 yards. You know, that's that's the thing that we're as good as this defense has been. and it is. clearly the best Cowboys defense I've covered. There still are that the issues in the run game. And we saw some of them today.
5: Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right.
3: Uh, So so I know, John, uh, Jerry talked and Jerry hasn't been talking every week, uh, at least after games. Uh, What what was your thoughts on that? I know we'll play some of it towards the uh, end of the podcast, but uh, your thoughts on Jerry's mood and all that stuff.
2: Oh, yeah. it was. It's interesting because all these road stadiums are obviously different. So like at AT&T Stadium, you kind of know there's only this one spot where we'd be able to get Jerry at after a game, You know, especially with all the different protocols in place and the different places that you're not allowed to go now. But at MetLife Stadium, the owner's suite happens to be in the same area as the press box. So like there's like a hallway that kind of both the press box and the owner's suites share. And so we were done talking to we got Mike McCarthy and Dak and uh, Demarcus Lawrence and Trayvon Diggs, and I'm we're coming back up here, and I'm thinking, oh well, you know, I'm sure he's already left or whatever. And then here he comes walking out, and then sure enough, you know, we talked to him for a few minutes. So, like you said, we'll play some of that, but really, the the, the thing there is is him just talking about like how he thinks this is the best defense. Uh, that he can remember them having. Now, he's not saying 90s, but in the last, you know, 10 plus years. uh, And then just talking about the rotation and why he's so excited, because not only are they getting healthy there, but kind of to your point earlier about Dorrance Armstrong, they once you get back, like Tristan Hill didn't get to play today because of the COVID protocols, uh, you know, you get guys like you mix him in there with Carlos Watkins and Neville Gallimore. And, uh, and just like, it's not just one or two positions, like they got some solid depth there. And then Jerry was talking about Malik Hooker having, you know, the interception today. Cause Jerry's been talking all year about how Hooker can get back to, if he stays healthy, that player that really was, you know, a first round pick and man, what, how great that would be for them. Because much like Jaron curse, it wasn't much of an investment in him at all. And so you have those things, you know, and obviously their second round pick and Calvin Joseph is healthy and he's played on special teams, but he hasn't, you know, had they haven't needed him to go out there and play corner because Jordan Lewis has stayed healthy and Anthony Brown and Trayvon Diggs, and so it was really just Jerry talking about the depth and then also just the overall, just his feelings on this team, just where they're going right now, and, and just how good he feels about this team, and saying that he feels uh, uh, better about this team than anyone in recent memory at this time in the year, and then obviously so that's including sixteen and in, in two thousand fourteen. Uh, so I think the biggest reason, my biggest takeaway from that was just because of where they are health-wise. And when I say that, I understand that any week there could be COVID, but I'm talking about like knee injuries and ankles and, and things like that. that can keep guys out for an extended period of time. They're, they're getting healthy at the right time, you know, with only three games to go. And so, yeah, definitely, definitely in a good mood. Certainly after, after this game, he's not taking any wins for granted. So yeah, he was pretty, pretty pleased.
4: Do you, on that point though, John, like, I'm, I'm curious, like, you know, do you feel this is the best, is this the best you felt about this team um, at this point in the season, like including 2016?
2: Uh, yeah. The only reason I say that is because uh, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen them have a pass rush like this. And I just know how in the postseason how that is such a, a game changer. I mean, literally just standing in this building is just makes me think of it because I think of how I'm like, you know, that undefeated Patriots team. I'm like, okay, I understand that like the Giants won the NFC. So it's going to be a game. I'll watch it, the Super Bowl, whatever. But it, just how much like Justin Tuck and those guys, Strahan, uh, O.C. Manure, the different like the edge rushers, how they can like, when they're on, how it can just completely change a game. And it's just so hard to get an elite edge rush like that or pass rush in general, like all across the defensive line. That is that is the biggest reason why I feel that way. Now, like, do I feel as good about the offense as I did in 16 or 14th this time? No. But in 16, everything was clicking and you had rookies in Dak and Zeke where you're just kind of like, we really don't know what we're going to get in the playoffs when we watch this team because they are still rookies. This is the first time that they're going to play in the playoffs. It's kind of almost like a, we don't even know what is wrong because we haven't done anything wrong yet. So that was a little tough to go against. But even in 14, like there was always a part of me where I was like, as great as Tony Romo's playing, as great as this offense is playing, great as DeMarco Murray in the offensive line, I, I always felt like there was going to be issues with that, with that defense that like, are they going to be able to get big stops when it matters most, you know, and they did at times, but it's not like this defense. I mean, DeMarcus Lawrence was a rookie in 14 and that, that, that was a pretty good defense, but it's nowhere near this one. I mean, this is clearly the best defense DeMarcus Lawrence played on. I mean, it's not even within question. So because I think the offense is, isn't that far away from clicking again, I probably do feel the best about this one, just because, again, because of the health and where they're at, just the the roster. This roster is just more talented than those are. If you if you count everything from offense, you know, defense, all the way throughout the special teams, and to be honest with you, and I didn't know this probably a year or two ago. Certainly, if you went back and listened to these podcasts, you you'd, you'd question my take on this. Right now, I feel much better about this coaching staff than I did those years.
3: Oh yeah, no, no, absolutely, and that, and that sounds crazy given how much. We've given them like you know, like we we've given like, like given them hell. Well, I mean, mainly, mainly, like,
2: <laughs> yeah, mainly McCarthy, right?
3: Mainly McCarthy, and specifically in regards to clock management and timeouts, right? Like not at all, uh, not at all. Like about like chemistry or locker room stuff. Sure, that it's all. Have like you had a lot of those
2: questions so recently. I feel like there haven't been as many,
3: you know, where no. you're like left
2: scratching your head. Like even today, I know there's people that were critical of the uh calling that timeout because they are just gonna take the field goal. I'm just kinda like, Well, the way this offense is playing, take the three. Like who's who, who you call a timeout there, run some other like play. Who, who's to say it doesn't get like picked off or something? You don't get any points, or let's say you 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 run a short route, the guy gets tackled in balance and and then you go you go and you know, you don't get any points out of there, whatever. Like the way that the offense was playing, like I didn't even hate that decision to just run it down to three and then just take the take the points and just go to locker room.
3: I didn't have a problem with that either. And I think also it's like they're balancing and you can tell they're doing that and good teams are able to do that. But they're balancing at the end of games, run the clock and get the hell out of here versus right. can we get everything going? Can we get on the same page? Well, I and think we've seen at the end of, of these last two games.
2: I was going to say real quick, at the end of these last two games, I think we've seen in both of them where they could have easily have done that and they would have got out of here with like no drama at the end but they want to try and kickstart the offense. That's the only reason I think that's happened. These particularly is the last two weeks
3: because they're good enough, especially against some of the competition they're facing. But I do think that the confidence is still there. The old thing, of like once you have, once you've done something and I know you can do that, well, I think it'll come back. Now, if it doesn't, they can still win games because of how good their defense has been and because of their pass rush and things like that. So I, I, I guess I, what I, what I looked at, I think what you, I think, what you said about the coaching staff, I don't know how much you can put that on Kellen or how much you you can't. Like, I don't know. Does in the end, because of red zone, the red zone efficiency was bad today, does that fall on Kellen or does that fall on the players on the field for not executing? Like I, I mean, sure. Play, that's play where you calls could be better.
2: S- yeah. 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 Play calls could be better. The players could play better. Um, but I also think that there's uh, the other factor that's going into this right now is that you know, Kellen has gotten off to hot starts before with the offense and then teams adjusted. And then it was, you know, now we have to adjust to what they're doing and that hasn't always been the best. And so I think right now what they're doing is they're in a process of trying to adjust us back to whatever teams are doing against them, mainly just to be as basic as possible. It's, it's basically, you know, a lot more too high safety shell, keeping everything underneath, taking away the chance for the big plays because everybody knows in this league, I mean, that's how you win these games on offense. Like you can dink and dunk and obviously be loaded. I mean, there's plenty of times that Romo did that with their offenses where, you know, it was like, okay, if you were going to give them like in 14, if you wanted Tony Romo and that offense with Des, and, you know, Terrence Williams and DeMarco Murray and Witten to go 15 plays or something like that, they'll do it. I mean, they were like, the precision was just there. No, no question about it, but right now, this team needs a hit on big plays and and the defenses are playing them smart. They're taking that stuff away. Uh, and then that, not to say there aren't opportunities there. There just doesn't seem to be as many. And, and they're trying to find ways to kind of get those big plays going. That's why you see like today, a lot of those underneath throws to Schultz and things like that, which is fine. You can win games doing that if your defense keeps playing like this.
4: Yeah. But I, I will say, I think with Kellen, like you, you also can't, it it can't be one of those things where oh like you know when things are going great he's the best and when things are struggling right. he's the worst like you can't be a fa- you can't be so fair weather I will say though I think the red zone struggles is something that I do kind of think is a little bit more on Kellen than just the players because it's something that's been consistent with Kellen and also when you look at the way Kellen Moore. Kind of calls offense, even when things are good and everything. He's very creative, right? Like he doesn't he doesn't just stick like you know the running back down the middle and and things like that. He's creative, so he needs space, and like usually he needs space to operate a lot of the plays that you know that that really do look good and work. And you know the defense can't just like lock down into this twenty yard um, twenty yard box. And I think the red zone is something that Kellen even when things have been good. Remember, we were talking about this earlier in the year when the offense was at a record pace. We were talking about the red zone struggles, and, and John, you wrote a piece on that. So like, I, I think that has been something that's consistent, that's something that I think falls on Kellen Moore, more than just the uh, overall struggles on offense.
2: Hey, and that's a great point. I'm, I'm glad you said that because I think me personally, from watching this team over the last 10 years, I think one of the reasons they are having those issues is they don't run the ball as well. I mean, that's the thing, like Scott Linehan was run first, you know, and that's why, you know, Zeke had his two rushing titles with Scott Linehan. Uh, DeMarco Murray had that rushing title with, with Scott Linehan. To your point, I I completely agree with you on that. His plays, he, he, there is a little bit more. He wants to pass the ball more. There, there is a lot more going on. So when you get in the red zone, a lot of that stuff's cut off. And so there's not as much of that. Creativity allowed, of course. Today, I, I really like the play—the touchdown to Schultz, where the second read on that play was Connor McGovern. But now, of course, you're only going to throw to Connor McGovern if he's completely wide open. But as soon as, as soon as that defender took him, there wasn't like you're going to try and thread a needle to Connor McGovern. But they're trying different things like that. But I, I really do believe that not having the running game hitting. Like it has in the, in, in, I mean, I'm going back five, six, seven, eight years. I think that that's been like the biggest issue because you haven't been able to lean on that like you could before. And one of the other things when I talk about the run game that you just don't see as much is just how many times, like, especially in 16, could you run some of that read option stuff with Dak and Zeke and, and both of them are, were, you know, young, young guys. I mean, they had, obviously they could take some wear and tear and things like that. Like how much do you really want Dak running down there now? One, two, like, you just don't see those read option plays anymore. And those were successful for them in the red zone because it basically would come down to if, if if the if the play worked out perfectly it basically would be almost a two-on-one where it's like okay if the backer wants to take Dak Dak kicks to Zeke and, and if the backer goes and gets Zeke Dak, Dak keeps you know like simple things like that and they ran it so well and you just haven't seen them have like a go-to type thing like that uh develop you know
3: no 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 for sure do I do we get out out of this thing mostly injury free like I don't know yeah, I don't recall that, anything that, that is like, I feel like that's like kind of a, a
2: buried storyline of this because after the game, yeah, there's no injuries to report. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, you have uh, the two additions to the to the COVID list and Tristan Hill and Osa Digizua, but uh, outside of that, no, it seems like uh, they exited with pretty good shape. There was never any uh, you know, what happens in the press box, they usually make an announcement like so and so calf, questionable return, you know, so and so head injury out for the game, you know, type thing like that. Nothing like that for the Cowboys today, so um. Yeah, and then after the game, a lot of times they'll announce if there's any type of injury like that, And just an update on where they're at. Nothing today, so yeah, that might actually end up being the biggest win, and where yeah, didn't even talk about it until now. <laughs> well,
3: it could be a beneficial day for the Cowboys from a standing standpoint. Uh, as we record this, I can tell you that it's Sunday afternoon. So if you're listening to this Sunday night or Monday morning or whatever, you know, uh, we, the Cardinals lose to the Lions, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, the Packers, as we speak nodded up with the uh, the Ravens, actually just went up 21-14 on the Ravens, but still a close game there, although there's no Lamar Jackson. And the Buccaneers have the Saints on Sunday night football. And then you have the COVID uh, games that have moved two games on Monday night, two games on Tuesday night. I think that's a- honestly another thing that can really affect the number one seed is how the league and these teams deal with COVID moving forward. And the, one thing, this kind of might sound crazy, most of the Cowboys players are they've, they've missed a lot of time on COVID. So I honestly don't foresee a big COVID breakout happening with the Cowboys because kind of had a lot of people already get it and, and, uh, or miss time because of it.
2: Yeah. That's why when, you know, I got the email from the team yesterday, it was like right after I landed here that said that Osa and Tristan were going to be out, you know, just obvious when you look at it, you're like, okay, two D tackles. What about the other D tackles? Well, Carlos Watkins, uh, had COVID earlier in the season. And then, um, I'm not sure about, I don't think could be wrong on this, but I don't think Neville Gallimore has, but I'm, but I'm not a hundred percent certain on that one. I, I don't remember for sure. But to your point, yeah, no, there has been a lot of guys that have had it. I just don't know. Like, I guess this makes me sound like an idiot, but I don't know the science on like how long, like after you've had it, you can get it again because, like, I know Kevin Stefanski has had it again. I know Lamar Jackson, I'm pretty sure, has had it, like, a couple Sean of times. You know? Oh, Sean Payne. Yeah, there's another one. Yeah, so I don't know how that, that works, but certainly they're going above and beyond and what they're doing at the star in terms of, like, the meeting rooms and stuff like that, like, with, like, the offensive line and stuff. They So what's nice about what the Cowboys have at that Ford Center is that you can, like, have – basically, you can take your meeting room and put it out into the concourse at the Ford Center. So you have all this open space with, like, these projectors and things like that. So you can really keep guys away from each other other than, like, you know, obviously when they're practicing outside or even on on the indoor uh, field. So they're in a pretty good spot there. To be honest with you, like, like people were talking about, like, you know, there's so much COVID in in, in New York right now, and the cases are going up, and just walking around down here, like, and, you know, in New York City, there's just, uh, like, tents set up. Uh, on a lot of street corners, they're just set up for COVID testing, and then there's like long lines going there for people, you know, that want to get tested in that. And and so some people had mentioned to me; they're like, "Man, I could see the C- Cowboys' numbers going up after he- being here." And I'm just like, "Well, they're not even going into this city. The, their ho- their team hotel was in Jersey City, so they never even went into the city. As soon as they got in the hotel, they had to stay in the hotel. They couldn't have any guests, you know. So it was like they're not really going out. The only time they're gonna be around anybody was the players that were actually like on the field. So I don't know that 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 is how I don't know." I don't know how many players are giving it to other players on fields. Like, that. I don't think that that's a lot. I think a lot of it has to do with you getting it like going out when you're back home or around from family members, let's say over on Thanksgiving, and then you go back to the facility and then you potentially give it to other teammates and things like that. But as of right now, it seems like they kind of got a handle on it because of the outbreak that they had, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, a month ago, Mm -hmm. but you just never, I don't know. I just feel like you just don't really know right now.
3: Yeah, and I mean the new protocols are going to change things too, to where you get back on the field quicker and all sure. that stuff. Because it was a weird thing to even really talk about, but I know. It's, and I hey, think, th- there's I a possibility.
2: Gonna... I was just going to say there's a possibility that, that could lead to a bigger spread though on a team.
3: Yeah, because no, all of a sudden nobody's
2: reporting anything until like three days later, and they're like, "Oh, dang, he's had it for three days," and now you know seven other people have it. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but you just never know now, you know?
3: Yeah. Well, uh, is there there anything else you guys want to get to? I know there's a lot, um, you know, but I I called this game, uh, quite frankly, overall, I thought it was a very dull game. How about Mike Uh Glennon, though?
2: I mean... Oh, KT, 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 if you don't think there weren't multiple times in the first half that I didn't think of you saying playing with their food i mean that was (laughs) i thought about that multiple times the other thing i thought about was just like i went down at the field uh before the game started like i don't know like probably about 20 minutes half hour before and just like walking around the sideline just like how chilly it was because i mean it was like in like the upper 30s but it was just because the wind just made it like so chilly down there and i'm just like so after the first quarter's over going in the second quarter i'm just kind of like I'm in a warm press box. I have nothing to complain about. Like, what about all the people that like came to this game? Let's say they're Cowboys fans that live in the area. They're in the stands freezing and just a boring game. They probably paid, you know, several hundred dollars for tickets and parking and food and everything like that. Like it's, I don't know. Wasn't, wasn't the ideal, ideal situation, but I will say this, like, like Demarcus Lawrence said after the game, when the Cowboys are winning, I mean, there's just nothing like the way that their fans travel. And I mean, this, that fourth quarter, I mean, you got Trayvon Diggs raising his hand and the crowd crowd keeps getting louder. You're just kind of like, where are, where, where are we right now? Like it is, it was wild. There was, I mean, there was nothing but Cowboys fans at the at the most of the fourth quarter. and it, They were getting pretty loud there still. So obviously they love it. Um, but I can see a lot of people being like, you know, I took the family and we paid a grand for this.
3: <laughs> well, yeah. It- Back to back weeks with divisional clothes where you pack the house, like (laughs) right, right, and these quote unquote rivalry games. Like, what's going on there? So, uh, do you guys have any closing thoughts? Anything? Um, I know we'll 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 rejoin on Tuesday. I just got it.
2: I was gonna tell you, I just got a a text from uh, the Cowboys. They uh, PR, they said that there are no injuries to report off the game, so we're good.
3: Nice, another one. Uh, I, that I, I was kind of yeah.
2: nervous. I was going to say something, and then like I was going to get done recording this, and someone was going to be like, "Yeah, so and so had a knee or whatever," and I'm like, "Damn it! Like, can we piece <laughs> this in there, Kent?" But no, so yeah. So the confirmation is there is nothing. So uh, it seems like they escaped in good health.
3: Should we return on Wednesday, Kent? Because the Cowboys will have officially won the uh, the North. I mean the the North, the uh, NFC East. If Washington Washington loses to Philadelphia, but given that we play Washington next week, should we wait and see how that game turns out before we do another podcast, kind of see where Washington is?
1: I think we probably should, yeah.
3: Yeah. Is Wednesday okay with you guys as we plan on the air during our Yeah, uh, normally the episode
1: comes out on Wednesday, but we'll record it on Wednesday, so check back uh, sometime in the day on Wednesday. Hopefully we'll have
3: it up for you. Cool. Uh, Saad, you got anything else you want to close with?
4: No, I think uh, I think you know I, I think it was a pretty like you said kind of nonchalant kind of boring game, but um, but I do I, I did kind of find it interesting that like you know when they went for it there um, with Mike Lennon trying to sneak it on fourth and fourth and one, it just kind of reminded me of uh, of the Cowboys going for it uh, with that stupid fake punt last year, and it's just you know just the place on the field and everything, and it's just one of those things that I think you know. Like when you're a bad team, you just you don't really have anything to lose. And that's kind of what, you, you know, at the end of the season, you just start kind of taking those chances. And then the good teams have to capitalize on that stuff. And I thought that sequence was all this obviously one of the most important ones of the game. And it kind of, you know, it kind of lets you know where the Giants and where the Cowboys are.
1: I don't think there yeah. was one shot on TV of Joe Judge where he wasn't dropping some kind of F-bomb today. Yeah. <laughs> it was
3: glorious. I think you guys had enough? I mean, I'll go back to college uh what a what a bad team i mean that was that was rough and i know it's different you know daniel jones hurt and but they're so lost like they don't know if daniel jones is good or the quarterback of their future at all and i think so far you would lean towards him not being that but they still got to try to figure it out and look how lost they are and look how lost washington is at the quarterback position i do believe that by the way Lost. I mean, we, we don't have a, to get in.
2: It. We don't have to get in this right now, but a lot of that stuff can change this off season. There's going to be some season veteran quarterbacks that could sure. be available that could change things real quickly, but I agree with as of we sit here today, I 100% agree with you.
3: Yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, I would and Russell Wilson ends up in New York. Well, Deshaun Watson too. Like there's like there's there are a bunch of cards that could that could, you know, that could Absolutely. Fall and change things, but but that's a, that's a that's a different conversation. Right, right, right. Um we'll be back in the middle of the week, uh, to get you ready for Cowboys and Washington, if Washington does lose to Philadelphia, then the Cowboys are already your NFC East champs. With the win today and the Cardinals lost, the Cowboys have jumped up to the three seed. So, got a little scoreboard watching to do with Green Bay and uh, Tampa Bay. And we'll see what happens there. So Cowboys, all in all, no further injuries. While it wasn't perfect, and it was a dominant game that... Was also sl- sloppy at times. Got it done. That's all that matters. <laughs> Ten and four. McCarthy said he wouldn't start talking about the playoffs until they were got their tenth win. So there we go. Let's hold him to the fire on that. All right. Before we get out of here for uh, for our next episode, we do have uh, John Machota, who was uh, there live at MetLife Stadium for Jerry Jones's comments after the game, and we'll uh, we'll hit the road with that.
5: Yes.
4: Jerry, mike What does
0: it mean now that you have hit that in Meaningful. In your uh, extremely meaningful. I uh, talked to Mike here just a minute ago, and, and uh, we were talking, and I said, man, I said, uh, good to have your name associated with 10 wins. be line up beside 10. I said, that's good. I don't care how you count it. It's particularly good to do it up here. This is a storied his, uh, storied." Uh, Franchise or game have all the respect for them and uh, plus uh, uh, I saw things out there that feel good about uh, uh, our games ahead and, and hopefully the playoffs but uh, this was an important day and make no mistake about it I didn't rest easy until uh, we had the ball kneeling down really didn't and uh, I've just seen this happen and uh, uh, saw that deck pop uh, make that have that interception right at the end, shades of Washington, right there at the very end. Yeah. But uh, I thought he uh, played really, really well. I did today. They, I have a lot of, of uh, give their defense a lot of respect.
5: If this is a win that virtually clinches the division, how much do you start thinking about what's Tampa doing, what's Green Bay doing, what's Arizona doing? The teams that you'll be in the mix. With?
0: Well, well, i I've, I've got that all around me. Keep it up with every nuance of that. Plus me doing it with uh, uh, all of my family and grandchildren as well as <laughs> coaches and everybody else so everybody, don't let anybody tell you they're not looking, okay, hard you got the family what's group going text on, set. but what I'm really excited about is I, I see us, uh, we got out here in good shape uh, physically, apparently mm-hmm. and uh, uh, see us uh, we're a better team uh, going home tonight than we were when we got here and boy if we can do that here for Two or three weeks, and then get in these playoffs. That's uh, that's where we've got to try to get to. Is just uh, have real improvement and really be sharpest attack as, as we get to that playoff. When's this the question? last time?
2: When's the last time you felt this good about your defense? I don't remember. I, I,
0: I can't remember. Uh, I don't know that we've ever, uh, but, but within, let's say, the last uh, ten years, uh, had the uh, players we've got. And we've got 28 today. He, that tackle he came up and made looked like it was from uh, c- Crip Night right. type yeah, so stuff. Way. Way. Yeah. But seriously, the uh, uh, the defense we've got players out there that are playing together. And uh, uh, and we've got uh, 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 we've got a rotation, if you will. We literally do have. Uh, we left a couple of them at home that uh, really, I think, give us uh, as, uh, together, give us uh, as good as almost uh, any player I can think of on defense, the two together, Osa and uh, Christian. And so my whole point about all this is that if we can just uh, stay healthy, uh, keep bringing our, our guys that have been uh, need, that uh, have been in rehab coming on back, and then we can get that offense, the nuances of that offense. We all saw it's nice to have Pollard overcome Planner Fascist. <laughs> are, you, are you
5: aware of the bet that the offense and defense have made? I'm not aware of it. So no, it's the defense takeaways versus the offense's points. And Dak said the defense kicked touchdown. our ass. Touchdown, yes. Uh, the, offense, the defense kicked our ass today. So, I mean,
0: what, what are your thoughts on. Those guys putting that thing together to kind of drive each other. I love that. I've seen some of the most uh, uh, productive uh, growth in teams when they've been doing a little wager. Dion and uh, 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 Dion and Michael and the defense and offense used to bet fifty thousand a practice on a two minute drill as to who who won that practice on a two minute drill. We had to stop that. <laughs> that wasn't just the two of them. That was the offense against the defense. For now we've got to crunch
4: the numbers to see what 50,000 men would be today. That's they could <laughs> say it was
0: tougher out there to two-minute uh, practice than it was in the game. Yeah. Is this the best you felt about a team
3: this late in the year in a while?
0: Yes. Yeah, I think so. And I, I just uh, see that they're, uh, they're uh, in sync, uh, but I don't see anybody thinking that we're where we uh, need to be. To really uh, give us the best chance, and I don't see anybody that's going to take anything for granted. And I do see a lot of competition to get on that field, to get reps on that field. What do you think? All of those things are, are at play here that will help make this team better. What do you think of Washington having to play Tuesday and then coming to you guys and play Sunday night? Is that you know uh, I do understand short weeks. Uh, those are the the competitive aspect. All right. All right. of the teams and when they play. Uh, everybody's sensitive to it, but it's the last thing on the list. Uh, we've got to think about our safety. We've got to think about availability of players and uh, how to get this in. We've got to think about our fans. Uh, we've got to think about uh, 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 their, uh, their uh, 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 uncomfortable relative to making plans, not making plans. All of those things come. Uh, The competitive thing that we're pros, we play.
4: How do you feel Dax play was compared to where he played the last month since the injury?
0: Uh, I thought yes, I thought uh, that he had his best game and probably a full five weeks. Yes, I sure did. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I got to see those lips.